ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and friends behind the binary. It's time for the podcaster that today I'm so grateful for that uh, moon the moon mode on uh, iPhones. I think it's do not disturb because I got so many emails last night from the website Downtime Monitor uh, that I did that, but I didn't care because they didn't come. So it's time for sleep with me. The, the uh, what did I call it? The moon mode of podcasts. Uh, are you up all night tossing, turning? That's a nice ring to it. Moon mode. I'm about to slip. Hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to slip into moon mode. It's me. I'm, I'm already in moon. I just realized, I mean, meaning moon moon mode meant something different. As soon as I left the mic, I realized there's a, I think probably, when when is moon mode the most funny when you're a kid? Like fifth grade, seventh grade, whole other meaning of moon mode. But it, I am in moon moon the other moon, it's time for sleep. If you're you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble getting to sleep, trouble staying asleep, uh, well, welcome. This is Sleep With Me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. Uh, uh, you can't get out of moon. Now I have a moon mode distraction. Uh, we do it with a bedtime story. All you need to do is get in bed, turn out the lights and press play. I'm going to do the rest. What I'm going to do is create a safe place. Uh, where you can set aside whatever's keeping you awake, whether it's thinking, you know, thoughts, thinking thoughts, contemplations, uh, other thing, you know, other me- brain, mental, you know, brain stuff, uh, m- mental activity, mental acuity. You don't, you know, that probably does not go with bedtime. Actuarying. What is it when you, is a- actuary is a noun? What is the actuary? What is the verb version of actuary? Is it like accounting or notarizing? Is notary public in an action? Those aren't the same thing. Are they, I hope they're close. If we lived in a Western town, would they share an office, an actuary, and a notary public? Sorry, I'm in mood mode. What, what I'm going to do is create a safe place where you can set aside whatever's giving you awake, whether it's thoughts, feelings, people, you know, circuitous logic, snoring animals or partners. Uh, you know, you know, buzzing phones. You know, do yourself a favor. Put you put yourself on. Uh, put that moon mode on. And because it, it actually, it, it shuts off if you call if the same number calls it twice. Because that, that also happened to me this morning. Because what happened was I like was like oh I don't want to look at my phone to see if the website was up and down all night. Uh, when you're listening to this, this will be like three or four weeks after this website crisis. Uh, but, um, like I, I said, I don't want to look at it. And then I must've jumped out of bed either to let the dog out or to use the restroom myself or maybe both of us. And also to give like, I'd like to try to do all three of those things while my, or two of those while my coffee, the last cup of coffee from yesterday, I put it in uh, the microwave for one minute and 30 seconds. And then ideally, as my dog, because it's cold right now, she'll come sprinting back inside. I'll be washing my hands at the kitchen sink. And then I'll grab my cup of coffee and, you know, debate getting back into bed or not, you know. But uh, this morning, all all that did occur. But then I get back in bed to to just, uh, and then I, like, uh, I couldn't find my phone. 
And I wasn't supposed to be using it anyway because I had other stuff I wanted to get done, you know, before I started wasting time on the Internet. But then I retreat. I said, well, let me let me do a little time wasting. This kind of does this sound familiar even at bedtime? Let me let me just waste. So let me just check a few things. You know, I got to see what's going, you know, just and then I couldn't find it. So then I retraced my steps. couldn't find it. So then I did all shucks. I said, oh, shucks, universe, you're really playing with me this morning. And then I tried to get myself to do what I was procrastinating, which is stretching or stretching or meditating. He said, I'll do those things after I get a little, you know, I need a little dopamine first, uh, universe. Uh, then I looked for my phone again. Like I said, well, maybe like I was in such a hurry to get the dog out and uh, to pee that I dropped my phone, couldn't find it. So then I have something set up with the woman that lives in my speaker, whose name starts with an A. And there's a IFTT uh, thingamajig. Uh, these aren't the technical terms, but uh, it's a wonderful thing. You could sit up and you say, hey, um, uh, speaker lady friend, could you call my phone? And she'll call your phone. And I said that, and then I got, I knew my phone was on vibrate, but I forgot the moon mode was on. So then I got quiet. And I didn't hear anything. And they said, oh, the moon mode's on. I'm never, now I'll never find my phone because I already did, I was ready to give up so early in the quest, the call to adventure, the call to be distracting myself on the internet. I guess that's the call from adventure. But if so, I said, uh, oh, wait, let's check out the moon mode. Let's see the limitations of this moon mode. Do not disturb, right? And I think they say if someone calls you twice, like they need to get a hold of you, it'll turn on the second time. And so I said, a uh, woman that lives in my speaker, please call my phone again. I don't, I don't think I said again. And she called it. And then <laughs> this is, uh, if you were there, if you were there with me, it'd be embarrassing. Uh, I, I was literally on my pillow. It started buzzing right under my pillow, just inches, like not even inches, centimeters, millimeters from where I sat, where I was ready to abandon my quest for distraction. And then one, I realized, okay, this moon mode really does work. It gave me even further confidence in the moon mode. Uh, you know, the, the, how well that designed is. I said, well, geez, if the random phone number that my speaker uses to call an IFTT protocol, which uses, I think, Google Voice to call my phone, uh, can get through after the second second attempt, and I'm, I'm confident in this moon mode. Also, then I went right to my couch and started writing. I think I, like, was shaken, you know, to my, like, uh, I think my distraction need had passed. So then I just sat down and started writing. No, the ex. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Maybe I did meditate. Maybe first I said, you know, to the person, I said, "Could you just set a timer for five minutes?" I think I did do that. Let's say I did, and then I sat and breathed for five minutes. Uh, then I got my writing done. And uh, what was what was my point? Welcome to sleep with me, the podcast that puts you to sleep. If that level of excitement will keep you awake then I don't know if this podcast is for you because uh, that's like just a day in the life, you know, day in the life of, uh, okay, don't fill in that mad lib or whatever. 
you know, that's the kind of wild stuff we have around here. Moon mode. The only, this is the only time. I mean, because if you're lying in bed, that can the reverse of all that can happen, you know, or the same thing. You know, and you don't want to be debating. You don't want to be actualizing or whatever those other words I used earlier. Ideally, you're not using your phone, though you may be craving it. And I think that's a perfectly natural craving or desire. As I just went through, you say, well, it's just let me check. I know it's not good for me to check on there right now because I get lost in there. You know, because you go, but, uh, so, but this, so this podcast is meant to distract you because I guess that's really what happened. Let's see if we would retrace what, what were the positives about that experience other than the, you know, the, you know, all the uh, layers of technology. Say, Scoots, there's your problem. Go live in a cabin. And I would say, if you've, you, you, like, I already have the makeup of a person that, you know, I'm close enough to a cabin, cabin bound person. But so I think all of the hullabaloo around my missing phone was a distraction, uh, unintentional. But this podcast is full of intentional distractions. What I'm going to do is use these uh, creaky dulcet tones. I'm going to send my voice across the deep, dark night. Uh, tonight we'll just do a little story and we'll run through some stuff here. But, uh, uh, basically it's a podcast which you say, you don't have to take me seriously. That should be clear. Uh, you don't have to pay close attention, you know, cause it ideally every like 10 episodes, I like to say this would be what the water cooler or the breakfast table experience might be for a typical podcast, uh, user, a typical sleep with me podcast user, whether you're in a relationship or someone else at work listens, you get to breakfast, you say, well, geez, what did scoots, uh, what, what was up with that? Did he lose a piece of foam? Did he say, or I, I don't know, dear, I think he lost his slipper phone. He said, and he was talking, I think he calls his slipper moon moan or something like that. Did he say he calls his, did he, does he have one of those cheerleading megaphones? Is that what he uses to make the podcast? Maybe that is what he said, that he was, maybe, I think he keeps one of those by his bed, a cheerleading megaphone or whatever they're called. And he had lost that. I don't know how you'd lose a cheer phone. And he calls that his moon phone. And he, I think what he does is he yells at the moon before he goes to bed. Uh, through the cheerleading phone. Yeah, that's Scooter, huh? Yeah, but that's a, the podcast. Maybe he's, does, do you think he stares at the moon through that thing too? Probably, probably. He probably argues with the moon, though. I can see that, you know. Oh, yeah, that's Scooter. That Anyway, you look great because you're so rested. Oh, so do you. So rested. Let's have these, you know, whatever, kale smoothies or cinnamon toast crunch or whatever you choose. So that would be a breakfast conversation about the podcast. Uh, if you're new here, I appreciate you stopping by. I know if you're skeptical, this is a strange thing. I'm a strange man. I'd like to earn your trust. And the only way I can do it is if you give the show a few tries. If you think the podcast is definitely not for you, you know, I'm sorry for using up uh, 15 minutes of your time. Uh, but ideally, I'd like to say, you know, you're welcome here, you know, to all my friends beyond the binary, uh, to everybody, you know, this is I mean, what I'm trying to create is a safe place uh, that can work for whoever it can work for.
uh, to take away all that tossing and turning. Uh, so uh, I appreciate your time, and, and thanks so much for t- stopping by. I really hope and I really yearn to help you fall asleep, all right? Okay, hey, everybody. So tonight's episode, I was I thought of this idea recently, and I know a lot of people are big fans of the, uh, what do they call it, the real-time recipe episodes. Now, this won't be a real-time recipe episode, but we'll kind of talk about some stuff around it. Uh, because, and I'll explain what Trader Joe's is for, did I talk about, oh no, I didn't, I'm already distracted. So if you're new here, real-time recipe episodes where I make a recipe in in real time, essentially, you know, with a few things, you know, powered by the magic of podcasting, but I usually take the listeners for a trip to Trader Joe's where I do most of my grocery shopping. And I guess you could say I'm like mildly, I don't think I'm obsessed with Trader Joe's, but I'm a big, like, I like shopping there. Uh, like, I, I think the, their prices are pretty good based on um, the co- price of coffee. That's the only thing I really um, base my, I say, well, that's a pretty good price. You know, I buy ground, the ground French roast, it's five ninety nine, And I say, well, you can't beat that as far as I know. And they tend to have, lately, anyway, I don't want to, like, uh, so uh, what is Trader Joe's? So Trader Joe's is, uh, let's see, it, 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 this isn't based on facts, uh, so hold on, you know, hold your horses. Uh, Trader Joe's is a, a chain of uh, grocery stores. Uh, so far, I think I'm correct. Uh, in the western United States, again, I don't know how widespread they are. Uh, most of what they sell are their own brands. So Trader Joe's branded uh, stuff. So almost like a generic uh, store, you know, though a few things are different, uh, you know, are, are branded. And so I guess I'm not very good at making a delineation there. It tends to be quirky and it's smaller selection than a big grocery store, like a full-fledged grocery store, like a, Safeway in the West or Wegmans or Publix or Tops. I'm trying to Pathmark, you know, those are the big ones. And so Trader Joe's a little bit smaller and they tend to be busier and they don't have, they might not have every single, you know, it's smaller, so they don't have everything you'd have at a grocery store, but mostly everything. And I don't know, I just tend to like it, and I, I, I did try to get them to sponsor the show, mostly by listener participation, and they said they don't do any marketing, and, you know, also, you know, if you don't listen to this podcast, people think, you know, they say, what? You know, say, what? That sounds great. I'm glad you can sleep. I think that's usually their, and they don't say it like that, though. You know, that was my own spin, but they say, oh, that's great that you can fall asleep, but we don't market on podcasts. You know, not a huge, huge deal. Like, I still love Trader Joe's. I'd love it if they start sponsoring podcasts in general. I think the markets are pretty, pretty closely aligned. Uh, But this is not a piece of marketing. This is my, but it's based on Trader Joe's marketing and my experience and maybe you know, if you're listening with a, you know, a critical eye, you might say, well, marketing really works well on you, Scoots. And I'd say, well, great. Uh, uh, but Trader Joe's is, uh, Trader Joe's is, Trader Joe's is, uh, Trader Joe's. 
their main piece of marketing is this thing called the Fearless Flyer, which you get in your mailbox. You can get it at the store. It's printed on newsprint, and it's basically like a flyer. I think they probably put it out like five, six, seven times a year with all the seasonal items they have, and they, whoever writes it does a really good job. Also says, I think, that it's all rights reserved or something on the back of it. Uh, so I will be paraphrasing from it. But I thought, you know, we'd take a journey through the Trader Joe's uh, Fearless Flyer for the, hol- the holiday season that just passed because I'm a huge Peppermint fan. And also, as you'll see, like I tend to, uh, well, you'll see, like when certain products come up. So I figured I'll run through. I don't think I'll read everything. But if, I, you know, if there's products I've tested, I'll give a little review and, uh, you know, talk, you know, if I have personal stories, um, you know, that's it. So this is the 2016 uh, Fearless Flyer for the end of the year. On the front page, there's three things, uh, two of which I have not tried. One is the rainbow of honey. They say there's a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. What if it's a rainbow of honey? Uh, six different honeys in different hues. Uh, each from a distinct floral source. I, I did not see, I don't I, maybe I saw this. Let's see how much it costs. $9.99. I think it comes in like little jars. So this would be a good, that would have been a good like a door gift. What do you call those when you go to somebody's house? A door gift. But I always feel bad about giving someone, someone something from Trader Joe's. Uh, but I didn't try that. You, you like, I, I inconsistently consume honey. That's one reason. Another reason is they probably don't want a different honeys because I always have trouble, like, with one thing of honey. You know, it gets stuck to the counter. I mean, I can't get honey. If you want to get, like, well, I guess I got honey issues, honey. Remember Nut and Honey? Nut and Honey, that was an ad campaign back in the 90s, maybe. Also, this I don't think this is on a box of Nut and Honey. I think it might have been on Special K. One time when I was li- we were little, there was a guy in the back of the box that looked just like my dad. It wasn't my dad, or so my dad said, uh, but it looked just like my dad. And if you want to know what my dad looks like, he like uh, if you've seen the movie Taxi Driver, he looks like De Niro, or he did when he was that age. Like it, like he looks like my dad looks a lot like De Niro. You know, my current father, he looks like Silver Linings Playbook De Niro a lot. Like I said, holy cow, that's a lot, like a lot like dad. And maybe that's just the essence of, uh, but so I hadn't tried that honey. And uh, then there's Winter Wassail. And I think a listener last year told me, I can't remember who it was, so I'm sorry. But they said, that's terrible. I drank it and it's terrible. Uh, but it was an N.A. beverage uh you know, with, uh, like, like juices and spices and the, the listeners said it tasted awful. So I never tasted it. And I don't think I ever will. I don't think it like, it, it just, uh, it sounds like something that might be good if you were drinking, but since they can't drink alcohol, cinnamon, uh, mixed with apple, lemon, and orange, that just doesn't sound tasty to me. So that one's out. And then the third one, which is like a peppermint chocolate bar. I did buy this at $2.99 for one bar, $4.25. And I still have half of it in my fridge. And this was this year. I think this is a new item. It's a dark chocolate infused with peppermint oil. So 
already like i said well there you go because I, I don't find i don't uh i mean they can eat dark chocolate and probably the good thing for me with dark chocolate if i was like disciplined about consumption of sweets like i could all i can handle is a tiny little bite of it otherwise it's just not desserty for me it's too chocolatey uh, but I found the peppermint really cut into this, and then it had a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, candy cane, you know, goodness on there. And I just love peppermint, and I do love peppermint mixed with chocolate, especially with candy, you know, peppermint candy in there. So this was a good one, but not, I guess not, it was still intense. I never finished it. It's still in my fridge. And ideally, you know, I'll, I'll eat it at some point. Uh, so it's a front page. Now let's just hop to the back page, you know, because these are the prime items that everybody's going to see. Uh, first one, this one I've tried two out of three and two big thumbs up. And then the third one, uh, very big chocolate bars. We're not kidding around. And again, I guess this goes to like my feelings on chocolate, but I did see these in the store. They're Trader Joe's commendation bars. Uh, two kilos big, 4.4 pounds. 70 ounces, and they say big, they mean it, and they have milk chocolate and dark chocolate, and I guess you get, like, a, just something fun. I didn't, you know, I, I I like chocolate mixed with other things, but not by itself. I, I don't know. Or, like, a tiny, bite, but you know, bite of chocolate. So that was a very big chocolate bar. But it seems like, cause, you know, it would be fun. How about this? Maybe next year I'll go sledding on one of these giant chocolate bars. Hey, Trader Joe's, what do you think about that? You know, if you sponsor the podcast, I'll go sledding on one of your chocolate bars. Maybe, you know, I'll, I'll always say I will. I mean, that could be fun and that would be unique. And chocolate, you know, gets more, you know, more rigid with the cold. I mean, I would do it in a trapper uh, or we could do both, you know, depends on how many episodes you want to sponsor. You know, but that could be fun. Or maybe, but then I guess, well, 14 bucks. How much does the sled cost? Also, I don't know how big four, you know, what the dimensions are of a four-pound bar of chocolate. I just, I kind of looked at it, but I don't remember. Okay, so the next thing on here is Trader Joe's Triple Ginger Brew, which is gingery ginger ale. I got two bottles of these at home. It comes in like an old-school uh, bottle like you'd get some uh, Northern European beers in with the pop top that kind of stays on there. And it is delicious. It's a 750 milliliter glass bottle with a swing top closure at $2.99 a bottle, you know, plus tax. Uh, really good sharp ginger ale. So if you like ginger ale, I, I recommend it. Like I said, I got two bottles and... Uh, I think two ninety nine. That's like for for uh, is a little, little spendy, but the bottle's real nice. It's good for the holidays. And then if you, when we get to this next item, is a winner on a multiple levels. So if they have this next year, I like I highly recommend picking one up early in the season. Uh, though a year from now, I can't guarantee you'll have the same results as me. This was like something my expectation was very low. And oh boy, was my expect, I mean, my expectation, like I would have rated this. I mean, I think I got my money's worth when I bought it. I said, okay, I'll get my money's worth from this. But I got probably, uh, the cost of this item was five ninety nine, 
And if if I would have, like, I'll explain it. Uh, I don't know if I got $10 of value out of it. I probably did. It, like, when you look at if you value experience and joy, probably got 20 or $30 out of this one. And that is the Ugly Sweater Gingerbread Kit. Uh, uh, Trader Joe's Ugly Sweater Cookie Kit. That's what it is. It's not gingerbread. And in each box, there's 10 pre-made cookies, which right there, that should be like a warning sign, of course, uh, in five different sweater shapes. And then there's um, uh, like a couple, there's a five of vanilla and five chocolate. Then there's three things of icing. Uh, in their own bags with their own decorating tips and then a bunch of different kinds of sprinkles. And I had bought this kind of like uh, on a whim because, you know, in impulse, this was an impulse buy. And I said, well, maybe Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, if there's going to be, depending on where I'm going in the youth situation or the like a gaming, uh, gameability of adults, you know, I'll bring this, or if me and my daughter want to make them one night, uh, we'll do that. But I'm not really good at decorating cookies. I can bake cookies. Uh, but so come Christmas Eve, I believe it was, uh, I went over, went somewhere, and there was uh, two of, uh, I don't know, with the modern... Uh, uh, but then Christmas Eve, I went somewhere, and two of my nieces that are in, uh, one's in... Uh, high school and ones in college were there with my daughter and we, we had some da- downtime. I said, why don't you do, they said to my daughter, why don't you see if your cousins want to make these ugly sweater cookies? And they proceeded to do a wonderful job as far as making ugly sweaters. And like, it seemed like they enjoyed it. The sweaters looked really good. It was fun because I got to participate by test, you know, making sure the sprinkles tasted good. And also to warm, you have to warm up the, uh, the, the frosting by like, uh, friction by squeezing the packet. And I did that. I did good at that. And so right there, any of those things, I would have been very happy. Five ninety nine, well, like I would, I would have said ten. I got ten dollars worth of use out of this thing. But then, I ate myself one of these cookies, and I got to tell you, now I had a vanilla one. I, I don't, I don't know if I had a chocolate one. I had more than one vanilla one. Let me tell you, they weren't rock hard. So these were cookies that have been boxed for I don't even know how long. And it wasn't as soft as a sugar cookie, but it was like just the right mouthfeel that you'd want in a like a pre-made Christmas cookie or any kind of pre-made cooking. And then it had the frosting and the sprinkles. Now, the frosting, I, I believe, and you're going to sound, say this sounds as wacky as you do, Scoots, but I think I can taste uh, the dyes in a lot of these things. And it just is just a tiny off flavor. So the like uh, the frosting was good, and it was a really good consistency too. And it, it, the, the fact I'm used to tasting dye in cookies or whatever frosting, so it didn't really take anything too away from it. Uh, and then they had the nice uh, like the, the the sprinkles they had were really good. The the, the frosting job that uh, the, the the decorators did was amazing. And then, like, I had another one for breakfast the next day, or like, a, yeah, I guess breakfasty, 
uh, time. I think I probably had two and a half, maybe three all told. So that was a really knock out of the park. So, so those are our first two pages, and I'm going to dig into the, the inside of the Fearless Flyer now. Okay, this next one in the first page and the inside is it's uh, like a cookie kit in a um, mason jar. I saw those in the store. And that one, I, I guess buying pre-made cookies doesn't make me feel guilty, but buying pre-made cookie kits does. And so I didn't buy that. Uh, if I see it on sale, maybe I would, but I say, well, it's just so hip- hypocritical. Like I said, that's lazy. As opposed to buying store-bought, like, uh, cookie decorating kits. But, yeah, if we can't live in hypocrisy, where could we live? Uh, Next up is Jingle Jangle Ice Cream. I did not try this. I don't know if I have. I think one of the reasons is uh, it doesn't have peppermint. I say if I'm going to get a holiday ice cream, I want it to have peppermint in there. And I think that was just an easy decision. Also, I have ice cream in my fridge or freezer that I haven't uh, had. Okay, now this one, this is a mouthful, uh, even the thing. Salty honey toffee milk chocolate covered crackers. And I think this was one, I, I don't know if this one caught fire. I could see that they thought it might. And so basically it's a saltine cracker dipped in chocolate with honey, to like a, like a Ferro Rocher type toffee on there. And, but the thing was in the package, it didn't look any, it almost looked like a, a chocolate dipped uh, graham cracker uh, square. And, you know, I guess this is a criticism. I mean, this is a, you know, this is a run through. There wasn't enough salt. Uh, and it was a really uh, um, intense dark chocolate and maybe not enough toffee. Almost like there was more, it took, like there wasn't enough cracker to, to say, like when you have um, like a chocolate covered pretzel and they do it right, that's an experience. You say, well, this is perfect. You know, this is the perfect mix of a salty pretzel with a, whatever a chocolatey coating. Uh, this one wasn't quite there. So maybe next year, uh, Trader Joe's. Uh, I mean, I did buy it. I did share it with some people because they said this is a unique thing to try. Uh, let's see. They're kosher certified, so that's nice. And uh, I don't know. I, I think, like, it was fun to share, and I shared it with people that really like dark chocolate. Um, hopefully this is the right thing. I think so. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I would say, like, uh, a little more salt and toffee. Okay, so that's that one. I think on this page, oh, let's see if I've tried anything. Sticky toffee pudding. I may have tried that before, and it's good owl mode, but not recently, so I can't say. I mean, I'm almost positive I have tried that, and uh, it's really good owl mode, but not. I, I wouldn't say, like, so good you have to buy it. Four forty nine. I'd say if you're cooking dinner for someone like a date or like a like a rekindling type date and you make it and you like plate it nice and then do it like with a like a nice ice cream would probably be good. Uh but I don't know. I can't wreck I guess like I say, well it's not bad. It didn't blow my mind. Some of these other things have blown my mind. 
Okay, this next one, chocolate cherry Danish. I never seen that. Uh, probably wouldn't have got it unless it like. I love cherry Danish, uh, but uh, chocolate, uh, you know. Um, so I didn't try that crunchy truffle trio. I think that has alcohol in it, so I didn't try that. And uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't even remember. There's so many different truffle things, and we'll probably get into the one error I made last year. Uh, so that's that chocolate chip waffles. I bought these. And this goes in the chocolate. I bought like two kinds of waffles for breakfast for me and my daughter for on the weekend. We have a sweet breakfast and normally I make something from scratch, but I said, well, it's, uh, these chocolate chip waffles, she loves chocolate. She loves chocolate chips. I'll get her chocolate chip waffles. I'll get myself the Belgian waffles and we'll have waffles. I do or something. Even my daughter said these were too chocolatey. The combination of the chocolate waffle with the chocolate uh, chips, she said that's too chocolatey. So for this one, I don't know. They like they'll have to be repurposed probably as like an ice cream sandwich with vanilla. That's the only solution I could think of because, or maybe I guess a dessert. I'm just thinking on the fly now because they're not going to fly for breakfast. Uh, you know, if a nine-year-old won't eat you and she says you're too chocolatey, sorry, chocolate chip waffles. Uh, but she was very impressed with the Belgian waffles. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, Brie stuffed with garlic and herbs. I didn't try that, uh, but I'm sure it's good. Uh, Canadian ch cheddar aged five years. I think you could use that for that beer cheddar soup recipe I made a couple of years ago. That should be in the feed. Uh, somewhere, and uh, maybe that's from last year. Then a grand blue cheese. Uh, we had a couple blue cheeses Christmas Eve, and uh, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, so I didn't try that. Then filio dough, filo dough. How do you say that? But um, I think I did buy this last year, and I think I, I get my I got my doughs confused, and I bought it for the wrong thing, and so I was annoyed. So, and then the other thing with Trader Joe's and this kind of item is like it's not always in stock; it's seasonal. And so, Philo, Filio, Philo, Philo, not Philo. Oh, they said for the record, it's Philo, not Philo. Oh boy, Trader Joe's, you just lost, I hope you didn't lose any customers there. So, uh, I guess they don't have anything. Let's see, double cream brie with truffles. No, I didn't try that. Roasted garlic and onion jam. I like how that sounds, onion jam. Uh, but, I, you know, I don't have a thing. A cracker and assortment. I wasn't in charge of crackers. Trader Joe's has a lot of crackers. Someone might have brought this up Christmas Eve because they, that's what we had, I think, because we had all, all of these original and cracked pepper, poppy seed water crackers, and vegetable, vegetable and wheat entertainer crackers. That's what we had Christmas Eve, uh, but I didn't bring them. So I'm not the only one who shops at Trader Joe's. So the, And that's a good one if you're having you get four different kinds of crackers. Um, let's see, the next page is more cheese, a Gouda, a French pave. Uh, some salami trio. So these are all nuts and fruits and honey. So those are all appetizer things. 
And I guess like I would probably, if I buy any stuff like this, I would just bring it and I would forget what I brought. So I, I can't give any uh, definite uh, things on these. Great Big Gouda, though. That's a good name for a cheese. Uh, then on this page, pistachio and pomegranate crisps. I saw those, but I haven't tried those. A lemon ricotta. Uh, no. They say it represents a blurry line, I guess. Because, uh, yeah, what are you going to use it for? Um, but, you know, that, a Greek olive uh, stuffed uh, triumvirate, that's, that would be good for having olives for people to pop in their mouths. But I didn't see that. It even gives you a t tip. Deliver the jar as a host or hostess gift when you're invited to a shindig at a foodie's friend place or presented in a basket of tasty treats. Uh, I love Greek olives. Uh, so, And this one I have tried, Trader Joe's uh, Fondue. And they have a couple different ones of the Swiss elemental cheese, or however you say it, mixed with, you know, those those different cheeses. And uh, we like we had it, my daughter and I, we had it for dinner one night with uh, broccoli and bread. I think that's what I made. Did I have any meats? I think just like a couple of good pieces of bread that I toasted in the oven. And she she didn't she she liked the cheese. You know, it was a little bit risky because um, it's some intense tasting cheese. Um, but you know, it worked. So that was a hit, but that was a couple weeks ago. We had, uh, I think it was right around when I was prepping for Thanksgiving because we had a dark pumpernickel or dark, dark rye. And then a, uh, what do you call that other one? A sourdough. Uh, so that's a good weeknight meal. Here's some pre-made appetizers, uh, bacon wrap dates with goat cheese. I don't eat goat cheese. You may have heard, like, in goat, I can taste the goat, and I'm not, this isn't anything against goats and goat's milk and goat cheese. I just can taste the goat in there. And I don't know if that's from desensitivity. You say, can you taste the cow? I said, I can't. I can taste the goat, but I can't taste the cow. So I don't know, you know, I, I drank a lot of cow's milk as a child, so I don't know, but it, like, uh, I just to find goat, goat stuff to be a little gamey or a little goaty. Uh, so that would be the downside of that. Bacon wrapped dates sound, sound pretty good. Cocktail pups, got those. Uh, yeah, have them in the freezer right now. And then uh, we'll probably wrap those. Like one day night when I'm desperate for dinner, what I will do is those those uh, like Pillsbury. I think Trader Joe's has their own version of those croissants. Uh, you take the you know or like flaky. They're called flaky layers. I don't know. You know they make you make your own dinner rolls. You wrap the, the hot dog in that, and then your kid will eat them most of the time, or you give them for lunch the next day. So I have those in my freezer. Uh, I did that last year. Mini Brie at Crote, Crote, C-R-O-U-T-E. What does that mean? It comes out near the top of us. It's close. What is it? Bite-sized portion. Oh, and a puff pastry. Oh, boy, that sounds good. We did have a baked brie on one Christmas day, I think, uh, someone made it, and they but they made it from their own. They made their own puff. Uh, they baked. They made their own dough, or maybe they used pre-made pie dough. But it was good. 
And then when I was in uh, the Czech Republic, uh, I liked to eat a lot of smazany seer, smazany seer, which is fried cheese. Uh, and uh, that was delicious, deep, you know, deep fried cheese or fried cheese, smazany seer. I, don't, I think that's close. Uh, then they have some more, they have a lot of appetizers, pistachios, uh, scallops wrapped in bacon. I don't know. I, I can't buy scallops in a store. Like the only time I'll have scallops is at a restaurant. I don't think I've had scallops in a long time, but it seems like they got to be, um, you know, and then they have pre-made cocktail stirs uh, with the gherkin. There's some handy, chili pepper, red bell. That's a good idea to save time. And those come in a jar. You know, I can't have that. But, you know, if you want to do that for something, that's a cool idea. Uh, holiday ham. And I'm not a big ham fan either. Wow, it's really getting to know me. I don't know. I, I, like, uh, ham's a little dry for me and a little salty. I, I don't know. I mean, I remember... When we would get ham as a kid, it would probably be like Easter ham, I think, uh, would be the big deal. And I think that was it. I said, well, I don't need any more ham in my life after that. And I've had the honey-baked ham, I think, or some other ham, you know, at different people's houses. Uh, and it doesn't do it for me. Also, one time when I was in England, I thought I was ordering a steak, but I ordered a ham steak. You know, I'm afraid of, like, uh, serve, serving staff, waiters and waitresses, so I didn't ask because it, it, was, it, it was grilled, and they just bought me a grilled piece of ham, and I was expecting this. So that was, like, a, you know, you live and you learn. Uh, so that's out. Fresh-cut pineapple rings. Can't go wrong with that. Uh, I'll have to look. Oh, because you get them with ham. Or, you know, that, but uh, 350 for 14 ounces, I'd have to look at that. That sounds a little pricey. Uh, they have tamales. Now, they have these all year long. And actually, sometimes I'll buy them. They have a chicken and green chili and then a pork and red sauce and then a vegetarian with cheese and green salsa. I do like the pork and red sauce uh, tamales from here. Now, they're not going to be like legit tamales. Your boil is making... Uh, but it, like if you're in desperate for lunch, you, like these are great because I like, just let me give you a little, like, uh, my little tip. They come in six. I think they come six to a package. Let me see. A yeah, six for six ninety nine, and two of those make a nice lunch. And because they're, uh, they're tamales. So they're in corn husks. Like what I do is when I get the package home, I open it up and then I put two each in a container I put four of them in the freezer, like if it's uh, like close to the week, you know, or I'll put them all in the freezer, but two, two and two, and then I'll have them for lunch. And if they're frozen, you know, you just put them in your bag and then they thaw by lunchtime. You can really, they're really easy to heat up because, uh, because of the corn husk, uh, the, the, they come out of the microwave nice. Uh, so that's an, you know, that's a, that's a good lunch. Uh, and especially if they're in the freezer and they say, I got nothing for a lunch for me, it's usually, uh, ramen. And then like, believe it or not, last week I ran out of ramen. And then again, this Tuesday, I forgot, I said, I have nothing for lunch. And then I get, I say, okay, I got to stop on the way to work. And then I never remember. 
um, stuffed lobster. I'm allergic to, uh, what, do you, what do you call those, shellfish, so I can't have that. Uh, holiday La Orange, uh, those are navel oranges. Uh, I don't know. Uh, why, how did orange, how do oranges in the holidays? I like oranges, uh, like, like with cloves. Does anybody do that? We used to do that. My mom would do it. And I think she was taught me that. And they, like, you take an orange and then you take cloves and you stick it in the orange and it smells good. It smells like holidays. So there you go. Uh, holiday fruit spread. I didn't have this. We did have someone made their own, uh, apple chutney, applesauce. Yeah, but and that was good. So a fruit spread is probably good at, good too. And then this one I did have uncured bacon wrapped porchetta pork roast. And it's uh, six ninety nine a pound, and you uh, roast it. I forget how long. And what I did, uh, you know, you roast it for. I don't know if you roast it for a few hours or what. Uh, well, you know, if you if you take it and then you put, uh, you can buy a bag of small potatoes or fingerling potatoes at Trader Joe's, and then some carrots, and maybe an onion that's quartered, and then you put all that down, and then you put the pork roast on top of it. However, you 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 do your roasting normally, you get yourself a dinner right there, and you just stick it in the oven. And it comes, my daughter liked that very much too. She said, dad, this meat is good. So, and then you have, like, you have everything. You have your starch, you have your vegetable, you know, for the adults, you have some onion to add a little flavor. And, you know, you could have a salad first and Trader Joe's makes, you know, you can like, they have bagged salads or they have everything to assemble your own salad. Okay. This is all wine and stuff. So I can't even look at that. Uh, Another page of wine. Okay, here we go. That's the next thing. Okay, here's chocolate mint black tea. I bought this. I haven't drank it yet. Uh, uh, so I don't know how it is, but I, I did buy it. Uh, just sounded like an interesting idea. Uh, chocolate mint black tea. Though I still have the holiday tea from last year. Uh, I've only had part of that holiday tea, so we'll see how long, you know, tea lasts forever, right? Uh, then there's this thing called Blackberry Spritzer. I thought about buying this, but I never did. It's a uh, packs of juice of 17 blackberries and a hint of lemon juice into a 750 milliliter bottle. And it looks interesting. Like usually I just buy the sparkling apple juice instead because they're right next to each other. Because they say, well, I'm not going to buy two bottles of this Blackberry Spritzer. And if it's good, then it won't be enough and I'll be disappointed. And if it's terrible, then I'll be disappointed. Uh, so, though I have bought, like my goal, I didn't pull this off because I brought some of these for the holiday, for Christmas and Christmas. You know, I did, my goal was to buy enough, um, what do they call that, uh, Sparkling grapefruit, grape juice, uh, so that me and my daughter could celebrate every month. Like, we'd drink a bottle of that. Like, on Friday night, we'd pop the cork. Uh, luckily, my daughter doesn't listen to this podcast, but, uh, you know, I think I have three. Like, it brought three, and then, I, like, it felt bad. You know, they, we didn't drink them at dinner. You know, that's always an awkward thing when you go to someone's house. And I, like, uh, and then the, the, what you brought doesn't get used. I said, well, the, 
I mean, that's like a really cool. It has the foil and the cork pops and, you know, it's very visceral for a kid because they can't drink. Like, it's cool to be able to drink out of a champagne bottle, even though it's only grape juice. And, you know, we can pretend we just won the World Series or the NBA championship, but I didn't have, I couldn't, I couldn't put the words to say, you know, we didn't drink that grapefruit juice. You mind if I take it with me? I mean, the worst is if you get caught by your hosts, like, taking stuff back, you know. I mean, I guess they probably wouldn't say anything. They'd just look at you, uh, you know, with sad eyes. But I didn't even do that. Most of the stuff that I brought, I was in charge of sparkling beverages this year anyway. And most of the other stuff I brought, uh, like, I drank. So just not that. But I still have more at home. Uh, then there's a cinnamon roll wreath. I didn't see this. I probably would have bought it, uh, a wreath of cinnamon rolls. Oh, no, it's in the freezer. That's why. I'll have to look. I don't know. Cinnamon rolls are another tough commodity. Like, the ones that come in the tube are always terrible, though I buy them, like, once every four or five months. Uh, you know, they're in the tube, uh, like, with the uh, dinner rolls. And they come with their own frosting, but there's something chemical about them that I don't like. So I don't know if a frozen one. Oh, it does have a proofing process. I might have to pick these up if they're still available. Uh, so I guess that one's pending. Then there's another tea, which I bought uh, because they said it sells out. Candy cane green tea. Uh, decaf, delish, desired. And they said they've had it since 2009. I never heard of it before this year. Uh, but, uh, I bought one thing. I was, I did tell myself, like when it was out of stock the first time I, I went there after reading this and I said, Oh boy, I missed the, I didn't say, Oh boy. I said, darn, I missed the candy cane green tea. It really blew it and, uh, missed that rush. But then it was there the next time. But then I had to say, don't buy two, please, Drew, just buy one. And I said, but we got to stock up. It's going to sell out. And they said, just buy one, please. We we still have the tea from last year, and we have the autumnal tea still in there. And also, there's tea in the freezer from the time you were at that mall. And they said, you're right, you're right. I'm doing good on the listeners' tea, but yeah. Okay, I'll only buy one. So I have that. I just haven't opened it yet. Uh, that sounds cool. Candy cane green tea. Uh, what does it say? What's so special about this tea? It's a really delicious mix of decaffeinated green tea blended with vanilla bean, cinnamon, wait a second, and peppermint. Okay, we'll see, I guess, about this tea. Uh, this one has sold out uh, this year, peppermint hot chocolate. Believe it or not, I got to give this one a big F, and it pains me to do so. I bought it like uh, two years ago, and I wouldn't buy it again because, uh, uh, one, it's... Uh, there's not a lot in there. It comes with a tin, but then there's a plastic bag in the tin. And then by the time you get, like, it's, see, if you give me a tin, we'll just put the freaking powder in there. I can't get a powder out of a bag back into a tin without making a huge mess. But, uh, you know, they don't, they say, well, gee, we got standards and stuff. And then... I don't know, like it didn't give, it said, well, just the spoon recipe, I think was unspecific. So it said, well, just spoon as much as you like, you know, between one and four. 
And they said, well, just the freaking bags of hot cocoa that we've, for the last 30 years, is the agreement on how to consume hot cocoa. Now you want me to just spoon whatever I feel like it? What the heck? And then the final blow was that it just wasn't peppermint enough. Like I said, well, like how much, like I kept having to add more uh, to get my desired peppermint level. And you can blame these uh, coffee places for that because they really do a good job of peppermint and the heck out of what they make. Okay, there's the next thing that will be another embarrassing thing, but so we'll go to that one next, last. Wintery blend, blend coffee, that was pretty good. I just drink it in the Trader Joe's, uh, but it's it's probably good in a little shot glass. I don't know if I could drink it every morning, but it has, like, spices and stuff. And then see this one, chocolate, peppermint, almond beverage. That sounds good, too, but... uh. Uh, 32 ounces for $1.79, but it would depend on, uh, uh, you know, how, how peppermint it is and then how much sugar it's like. If it's going to be like a same amount of sugar soda, I might as well have soda. And then speaking of health issues, nog for your noggin, two ninety nine a quart at Trader Joe's. And they have light eggnog and regular eggnog. And as any physician will tell you, uh, I've drank a lot of eggnog this season Still, I've been drinking it since uh, before Halloween when the stores started stocking it. And I'm not like, I'm not trying to be funny. I've drank an obscene amount of eggnog, obscene uh, this year. And you say, how obscene, Scoots? It's a probably 10, 10 gallons. I'd, I would estimate 10 gallons of eggnog. Okay, so stop laughing. I'm serious. And maybe a half gallon of it, maybe three quarters, maybe even a gallon was light eggnog. The rest was full force. And I never drank eggnog when I drank alcohol. I think I've talked about this, but just because it just seemed like a, well, it seemed like it would just take up too much space in your stomach. And, you know, I wanted to drink other stuff that was more, you know, said I'll get around to drinking the eggnog, but I never did. Uh, and then I said, I don't even know if I like it, but, but then it's now that I can't drink alcohol. This is something like a forbidden fruit. Of course I overdo it. And I've like, uh, maybe probably next year I'll never drink eggnog again. Uh, but this year I've just been drinking it. Like it's like a little milkshake every night. I have uh, eggnog, eggnog and I pretend it's a milkshake. And I have found there's a lot of variety in taste, and I, I have yet to make my own eggnog. I will at some day. Um, but uh, the Trader Joe's one's pretty good. The light one, I wouldn't go. You know, if you're going to drink it, you might as well drink the full poison, full strength nog. And you might say, Scoots, what other nogs have you tried? And I'd say, well, let me see if I can remember. Great question. I did the one from... Uh, what is it called? It's not Albertsons anymore. Rallies, whatever that eggnog is called. Sunnyside. Maybe that's what that's called. Or maybe that's what Trader or Safeway's eggnog. I tried that one. And then I tried some gourmet ones. And the way I determined the gourmet versus regular is the price. A regular store to half gallon is about two ninety nine, And then the gourmet brands are four ninety nine. And I'll be honest, like a, like eggnog is so overpowering and intense and like bad for you anyway and sugary 
uh, you like it's nice. Uh, look, I guess I didn't think I'd go on an eggnog tangent, especially at this time of year when you really don't need it. But you know, why make a sleep podcast? You know, so uh, it is nice to have two of them because then you can do an eggnog tasting by, by nothing by yourself in your kitchen. Uh, I don't have any cats, so I guess that's an upside. Though I do have Ko, she's pretty much like a cat. Um, trying to figure out how to, but so, uh, I don't know if it's worth the investment. Like, uh, like it wasn't like I tried a couple different ones and you can tell the taste difference and you can tell the difference, believe it or not, between the sugars and the high fructose and that, uh, uh, but there wasn't anyone like eggnog, you know, cause it was like, like, uh, they're not all the same. I guess I can say that, but there wasn't one where I was like, oh boy. I mean, at this point, I've had so much that I probably am just like, uh, please, please, Drew, don't buy any more. And I said, well, we'll see when we go to the store if they still have it. Uh, but I've consumed a lot of nog. As I said, at least six gallons. I can confidently say, you know, more than 10 gallons. One, two. Yeah, probably 10 gallons, maybe, but maybe even more, probably more. I would hope, yeah, I guess a gallon, let's see, November, eight, a gallon a week. Ugh, yeah. So that's something, you know, that'll be 2017, it'll be the NAG, I'll be going NAG free, and then I'll get a cholesterol test, you know, in, in March, once that NAG gets out of my system. Okay, we got to kick it up. Okay, cocoa grazed almonds, glazed almonds. I didn't try that. Uh, um, cinnamon star cookies. I bought these, but I haven't tried them yet. Uh, they're a bit f- firmer than their cousins. It was a pronounced cinnamon, cinnamon flavor and a subtle hint of, hint of lemon. And I probably will try those at some point. Those are sealed, so hopefully I didn't check the date. Uh, uh, gold coins, I didn't buy those. Uh, double dark chocolate gingerbread caramel cookie bar, I didn't buy that because of dark chocolate. Here's 10 out of 10, butter cookie wreaths. I ate one, like I've eaten two b- b- tubs of these and I have one more left. This is a 10 out of 10. It's those butter cookies. They're not fancy cookies. They're delicious cookies. They're also cute cookies, according to Trader Joe's, because they have that, they're wreath-shaped and they're the ones people make, and they have, like, the crunchy red and green, spr- like, sprinkles on there. And they're delicious. That's all, that's all I need to say. Those are great. Uh, artisan crafted English toffee. I didn't buy that because usually someone always gets almond roca, so you can just eat a little bit of theirs. Uh, jingle jangle. It didn't, this has too many things in there. It's a tin with pretzels and, like, uh, popcorn. Like, too many things. Uh, I don't know. I just, like, I don't find, like, uh, once you get into, to, yeah, and there's like a lot of dark chocolate. Then this one, chocolate marbles. Now, this year, these are $4.99. I still have a box and a half of these from last year. Uh, they're two half circles of chocolate uh, filled with different flavors. And uh, I don't know why I bought, like, I bought these last year. I don't know why I bought two, because I still haven't, I only ate half of one box. But the boxes they put them in last year weren't that great. This year they ha- they're in a little bit better box, I noticed. Uh, and you could say I've lost my marbles, but I do know my marbles are, or my Trader Joe's marbles. 
gingerbread sticks. I haven't tried those. Uh, eight in a bag for two ninety nine. And then the gingerbread house kit. I did not buy one this year, but if you listen to that episode about uh, stuffing, I do. Ha- I did have one from twenty fifteen and twenty sixteen. And I did bring, so then I brought these and I t- told the kids that, that, that decorated the cookies. They said you could also make these gingerbread cookie houses, which you can't eat them because one's from 20, oh no, one's from 2014 and one's from 2015 because now it's 2016. So yeah, one was from 2014 and one was from 2015. Both expired. But still, one was still boxed. One I had unboxed during the recording of a podcast episode. And the, but those didn't get put together. They get, but they did go left at the, one of the houses I was at. So I don't have to deal with that shame anymore, you know, of hoarding gingerbread because you can't really throw it out. And I did say to myself, like, one day me and my daughter in July will make a gingerbread house. And it'll be hilarious. But we never did it because, you know, because of me. Okay, I got to kick it up here. A gingerbread uh, cake and baking mix. I haven't tried that, but maybe I will. Uh, gingerbread flavored dog treats. Cole liked these. Uh, and they come in a 16-ounce box. They're hard dog treats, and I did give her these last year. I didn't buy them this year because she has a couple other favorites uh, this, of Trader Joe's dog treats. So... I just, and like they're big, so they're better. Like it's like giving your dog like almost like a meal uh, as a treat. Where I like I like to give Koa like a bunch of little treats. You know, you know. I say this will make you like me better, right? Uh, chocolate chip pan pantone or pan panettone. This my I think this thing gets lumped in with food uh, fruitcake in my internal system, so I just never have it. Uh, so I don't even know what that tastes like, regular or chocolate chip. Uh, chicken and salmon dog treats. These look like a, it's only five ounces for five bucks, and COVID would eat that in like a few bites, so it's a little pricey. Oh, macaroons. I didn't see these. Uh, uh, chewy and crispy. Chocolate. This is like a different kind of macaroon de fez. Fets, F-E-T-E-S. Oh, they're in the freezer. Oh, I think I've seen these. Maybe uh, I just didn't buy them. Uh, oh, Tenenbaum potato snacks. Uh, these are one ninety nine. I did not see these this year, but at my brother's, uh, we had lunch there because this is a genetic thing, except my brother does it in uh, the Halloween Thanksgiving Trader Joe's thing. Him and his girlfriend bought all the pumpkin pie spice stuff. And then they had a big dinner, or was a lunch party, where we just had every pumpkin pie spice thing uh, for brunch. I guess it was brunch, yeah, like pumpkin, uh, pumpkin spiced lunch. Even they, there's even a pumpkin pie spice salad, I think. And uh, but he had had the Halloween potato crisps, and they taste like uh, they're the reconstituted potatoes made into a chip. Uh, what was called munchies were the ones they had back in the day. And they're pretty tasty. I think that's what they are. Potato crisps, yeah. Uh, then there's a Lubuchkin. I don't know what that is. Cookies, it's a different cookie. I don't think I've seen those. Uh, almonds and hazelnuts. Uh, maybe I'll buy them. If I go, I'm probably going to go to Trader Joe's tomorrow.
uh, cedar and basalum candle. I do did buy this. It smells pretty good. It comes in a tin. Only thing is, I like I'm not. It sounds so sensitive. Like uh, I don't do well around candles. Whatever chemicals make candles smell make it hard for me to breathe. Uh, like it, like if you burn the candle, you know it obviously makes it hard to breathe. But just something about that, those chemicals. Uh, but so what my goal usually is is I have that candle above my toilet, and when I go to work, I say, "Let me remember to take the thing off," and then my bathroom will smell good when I get home, and I can put the lid back on. But I never remember, uh, so that'll probably end up in my underwear drawer. So my underwear will smell like cedar and balsam. Also, that was my favorite suave. Uh, um. Uh, hair shampoo when I started buying my own shampoo is balsam 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 and something it was by Suave that was my hair shampoo I have to pick some of that up you know get back to the old maybe I get some VO5 hot oil I'm over there you know this is so good this episode's going along here okay uh, this is like gifts they had a grooming kit and a shaving kit uh uh, ivory pillar candles, poinsettias, uh, skin care. None of that we really bought. Oh, boy, this isn't a holiday one, but this is one I buy a lot of, uh, well, twice a year, head-to-toe balm, B-A-L-M. And I, this is what I balm myself with when I talk about putting the balm on. This is the balm. Like, I'll use badger balm, like, around my chest, if like a nighttime badger balm if I'm bombing. Well, like when my arms and my legs and my back are dry, I cover it with this balm. And it's formulated with high-quality, gentle-on-skin ingredients like shea butter, mango, seed butter, cocoa seed butter, oat kernel, flower extract, apricot kernel, macadamia seed nut oil. And uh, it's pleasant, mild fragrance, orange peel, lavender, rosemary, and eucalyptus. It's gentle on the nose, too. And it really is a head-to-toe bomb, they say, and it is. So, like, I use it. I mean, the problem is I don't know if it's my skin is so dry, but I really got to put the bomb on. Uh, those nights when I feel too tossy and turny, uh, there's a hand cream tri- trio I haven't tried, and then am- am- amaryllis, amaryllis bulbs and wax. I don't know what that is. And then there's this white pine moisturizing soap and lotion my brother's girlfriend had this, and it smells great. Uh, but I just like I, I, I like I, I go through hand soap too fast, so I don't buy it by the container like that. Gelato filled Pantone, pan panettone or whatever. It sounds pretty good. I didn't see it or buy it. Uh, popcorn tin. I gave that to my dad last year as a gift. A big spender I am. Uh, but we had it one day when we were sitting around, because uh, last year my, I had family visiting. Uh, caramel cheddar, white cheddar, olive oil, and kettle. And that was a hit, except for one of them. I don't know which one. Wreaths they had. Uh, chili chocolate. I didn't, I've never tasted that. Mint cho- mini chocolate mint stars. Whoa, those are mint stars? I did not know that. I missed those, but I guess they're dark chocolate. Oh, that's probably why. I think I had that last year and I didn't like it. 
Uh, here's another one I've, I have two, two tubs of. I've had a half a tub of this. A crispy peppermint chocolate chip cookies. I bought a second tub mistakenly before I had opened my first because they said, well, these got peppermint. I'm going to love them. And I don't dislike them, but I haven't binged on them. So that probably is like a, it's good for my health that I haven't ate a whole tub of cookies with a, a giant pint glass of eggnog. Uh, but at the same time, it doesn't exactly, like, it's not a strong, if I'm not binging, then it's not a good recommendation. Say they're not bad. But if you get, like, it comes in the same tub, those butter wreath cookies, just buy those. Just skip these. Buy the butter wreath. Buy two tubs. Buy three tubs of those butter wreath cookies. Uh, at three tubs, that's when you'll get burned out. That's the end of the Fearless Flyer. But I have one more, pro- two more products I want to talk about because they're still in my cupboard. Uh, from the past past holiday seasons. One is like the dark chocolate-covered peppermint Jojo dipped in candy canes. So this is a like an Oreo that Trader Joe's makes at that time of year, but it has peppermint filling. Uh, then it's dipped in jo- dark chocolate and like peppermint chunks. And maybe five years ago, I was obsessed with these. And I burned myself out, uh... I think it was because one time I had it with orange juice. You ever have like chocolate and orange juice? It's like a huge mistake and you can't really come back from that. And I don't know if that really happened or that was a a dream, but I I still have one box in my freezer. And then before I started recording, I started, I went through my cupboards. I found one in the back of my cupboard, a half open, like half eaten box from probably 2014. Though I do think I got one box as a gift last year from someone. Um, I do, like, those are good up for planes. If you're going to be traveling around the holidays, bring one of those boxes and give it to the uh, flight attendants as a holiday gift because it's sealed and it's good to have one or two. But I think the dark, like, I just burned out. I don't think I could ever eat one of those again. And for a time, they were the greatest thing I'd ever tasted in my life. And usually this is where it goes wrong, and you'll hear with this next product. And then I'll, well, I'll talk about the product, and then I'll talk about how it goes horribly wrong for me. Uh, these are I'm a big lover of white chocolate and peppermint. And this last year they had white chocolate and peppermint-covered pretzel thins, which is a flat pretzel, like a chip a combination of a pretzel and a chip. And I think two years ago, I got hooked on these, and but I had only bought one or two bags. And they said, these are the these are the cat's pajamas. And then last year, I said, well, I want to have one bag of these a month. So I tried to buy 12 bags over the holidays, you know, so they wouldn't catch on and think I'm a freak. Like the first couple of times, I bought two bags. So then I have a bag to eat and the bag to save. And at some point around April or March, I just gave up on eating those. So I still have like, and I didn't buy 12 bags, but I think I still have two unopened bags that are probably expired. Like the chocolate marbles I looked, those expired in March uh, of last year or this year, 2016. So last year. And then look at the pretzels of the Trader Joe's deep chocolate cookies. I couldn't find an expiration date on those. But, you know, that's the method I like I usually do. It's like, well, if I like it now, I'll probably like it in June. So I should stack up and uh, 
So I think I'm single-handedly, obsessively keeping Trader Joe's in business. Uh, but yeah, there, there's your, like, if this works, if people like this, then I can do a run-through every once in a while. Fear, this is a fearless flyer run-through. Uh, thanks, everybody, and good night. I want to say thanks to Charlotte, uh, John S., and Zach for supporting us on Patreon. Thanks so much and good night. Uh, Kathleen with a C, look, uh, thanks and good night. Uh, Kaylee with a K, thank you and good night. Karen uh, to the K, thanks and good night. Uh, Jackson D, thank you and good night. Lisa S, thank you and good night. Uh, Josie N, thanks and good night. Rachel W, thank you and good night. Debbie, thanks and good night. Uh, Alice B, thank you and good night. Catherine P, thank you and good night. Margaret, uh, thanks and good night. Will B, thanks and good night. Tom, thank you and good night. Lacey E, thanks and good night. Jennifer F, thank you and good night. Justin D, thank you and good night. Uh, Nicole P, thank you and good night. Carolina B, thank you and your good night. Nicole S, thanks and good night. Mike K, thank you and good night. Phil P, thank you and good night. Daphne, uh, thanks and good night. Helen H, uh, thank you and good night. Robert S, thanks and good night. Teresa B, thank you. Hallie S, uh, good night and thanks. Uh, Renee W, good night and thanks. Uh, Christine H, good night and thank you. Old Knee, good night and thanks. Jerry with a J, thanks and good night. Soul. Uh, Jay Jacker, thanks and good night. Nora N, thank you and good night. Uh, Frank B, thank you and good night. Amanda D, thanks and good night. Charlie L, thank you and good night. Susan K, thank you and good night. Susan S, thank you and good night. Amanda L, thanks and good night. Uh, Eugene T, thank you and good night. Michael S, thank you and good night. Annie N, thank you and good night. And Barbara D. Uh, thanks, everybody, for supporting the show on Patreon. And then over on PayPal, I want to thank Aaron M. Uh, for the support. Melissa B., thanks and good night. Uh, Tony M., thank you and good night. Gregory B. to the R., thank you and good night. Robert M., thanks and good night. Jeffrey H., thank you and good night. Uh, George J, thank you and good night. Uh, Laura P, thank you and good night. Uh, Susan R, thanks and good night. Gretel L, thank you and good night. Audrey, thank you and good night. Ivan, thanks and good night. Uh, Pamela G to the W, thank you and good night. Evie K, thanks and good night. Uh, Kari P, thank you and good night. Robert T, thanks and good night. Uh, Randall D, thanks and good night. Aristeo, thanks and good night. And Tom H, thanks and good night. Uh, uh, thanks and good night to everybody that supported on Patreon and our PayPal. And then over on Venmo, thank you so much uh, to Catherine G, thanks and good night. Uh, Mary R, thank you and good night. Uh, Carolyn S, uh, thank you and good night. Amy F., thank you and good night. Alexis C., Alexis C., Lex, thank you and good night. Uh, Scott H., thank you and good night. 
Marie F., thank you and good night. Sarah D., thank you and good night. Thanks, everybody, for the support on Venmo. Thanks and good night. And thanks for everybody supporting the show everywhere. We really appreciate it. And uh, get a good night's sleep. Good night.